y'all. How's it going? Got the get fiddle again today. It's a fun little instrument. Uh, I, I want to learn it better. How y'all doing? What's good in your life? What's good? What's good? You probably got things going on. We've always got stuff going on, like, you know, struggles or worries, preoccupations, but we've always got blessings. So like, what is your blessing? What is your blessing right now? I got a fun, fun talk tonight. At least the, I got some talking points lined out, and it's going to be really fun to do this. It was, um, but uh, before we get there, like, what's good? What's good? What are you thankful for? Even in the worst moment, you, there's something to be thankful for. So what are you thankful for right now? Uh, before I jump into the stuff, I'm pretty hungry right now, by the way. It's Wednesday night. I don't know if I'm going to put this up tonight or probably Thursday morning. Who knows? Um, I'm pretty hungry, though. I went on a long run today, like 10.3 miles, which is pretty long. And it was over 95 degrees for every minute of that. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. That's what it was. I wasn't thinking. It was hot, and I'm sunburned. I look like a daggum lobster. My back is pink. Usually whenever I go running, it's... Yeah, well, never mind. I'm out in the sun. And, um, yeah. So, anyhow. Yeah, what's good? What's good? So, I just, um, I'm hungry because I went on that long run and I haven't eaten much because I had some, you know, different meetings and gatherings and mass this evening. Um, and the, um, so I just cooked a pot, uh, a pan of rice on the stovetop. And whenever I finish, I'm going to go eat probably the whole pan. It's that, I think it's called jasmine. It's like the sticky rice. The sticky rice that you make stir-fry with. It's just really good. It's got a nutty flavor. Anyhow, so I finished it, and I wanted to eat a fork full of it before I did this, because I'm like, I'm really hungry. And it smelled so good. So I got a big fork full, and I shoved it in my mouth, and it was hot as hell. And so, you know, what do you do when you put hot food in your mouth? You don't spit it out, which would be the logical thing. What do you do when you put hot food in your mouth? Exactly. You do the little <laughs> You do the hasha fasha. <laughs> right? When you try to like breathe over it, like blow it off, but it's in your mouth so you can't. <laughs> so I shoved this fork full of rice into my mouth. It was hot as hell. And I, I did the hasha. And whenever I did, it was so it was real steamy. And so it I sucked in a big puff of steam. <laughs> And then I coughed, because as soon as it hit the back of my throat, the, the throat was like, uh-uh, no-go. <laughs> so I coughed. <laughs> but then when you cough and you're something in your mouth, you want to keep it in your mouth. So it's just like, my body was just confused. That's that's the story of my life. I'm just a confused human being. Anyhow, rice. When I finish, I'm going to eat that whole damn pan, because I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah, what's good? What's good? Got a fun, fun talk tonight. Hopefully, it was at least fun thinking about the stuff, you know, and writing out a couple of notes. But it kind of goes around the saints that we celebrated on Tuesday and Wednesday. So yesterday and today. I'll probably put this out Thursday morning. So yesterday we celebrated the Feast of St. Lawrence. And today we celebrated the Feast of St. Clair. So some really cool stuff I'm just going to reflect on. It's been kind of like resonating in my heart. Um, St. Lawrence, he was a deacon in the early church. He died in the year 258. So just, it was before even the legalization of Christianity. 
So to be a Christian was a very dangerous thing in those years. That sounds like the direction we're going now, but that's another conversation. Um, so this was 258 before the legalization of Christianity, and he was a deacon. Now, in those days, especially, the deacons had a, a huge responsibility to assist, directly assist the bishop in their ministries to take... Um, they were basically like the, the, the pastors of a parish are now. Of course, they didn't celebrate Mass or hear, um, hear confessions, but they did pretty much everything else. Uh, because in those days, it was basically just the bishop and the deacons who were there to, there to help them. There were you know, a couple priests, but uh, by and large, it was the bishops and the deacons. So St. Lawrence, this was a time of persecution before legalization of Christianity. He was killed in 258. And uh, he, uh, he was actually grilled alive. I'm gonna, I'll talk about that later. He was thrown on a fire. Imagine that, like being thrown on a, a barbecue grill cook you that suck so i'm gonna talk about that a little bit later but um he was uh he 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 was known to be a um a uh just a very youthful he was he was young but but to just had a very youthful personality he he was noted for having a love of the poor and he was also very courageous in front of his torturers and so i'm just going to talk about those those three points. So first of all, just his youthfulness. St. Lawrence, he teaches us how to be youthful. You know, we, we can't wait to grow up. When we're little kids, like, we just want to grow up. We can't wait. Um, but, like, you know, blessed are the children. You know, like, that. let the children come. That's the Lord, multiple times, he put the emphasis on the children, the childlike. So often our pursuit of growth and maturity and responsibility leads to us forgetting about our our youthfulness. Now getting old is 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 different than, you know, like how would you say it? Like old and I'm getting like you can you can get old but stay young. Right? So age is just a number. Age is just a number. But youthfulness is a, is a lifestyle. Youthfulness is a way of living. There's just a joyful spirit about the youth. They've got a freedom and a spontaneity, you know, to to express themselves, to explore, to be free, to be open. Like they always look for adventure. Um, so have you do you still have that? Or have you lost it? Or is it, you know, kind of there, kind of not? Like, how can you how can your youth be re, renewed in your own life? You know, you know that could, maybe that's a prayer for you this week, for God to to renew your youth, to to renovate, to reinvigorate your 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 youthful spirit, your youthful soul, your youthful heart, so that you can be joyful, free, adventurous, courageous, bold, and open. That you can be daring, that you can be extreme and radical. That you can that you can have the freedom that that kids have, that youth have. Saint Lawrence, he he, he teaches us that. And it and it changed people's lives, you know the the lives that he ministered to, the lives you know the people he served. You know nobody wants to be around a butthead. Nobody nobody wants to be around a a, a cranky poo, right? <laughs> we want to be around people who are fun, and and by and large, youth are fun. <laughs> youth can be tough. <laughs> if you ever try to teach a class to a youth group, teenage kids, 
junior high kids. Oof, that's tough. <laughs> we had a vacation Bible school. I talked about that in the last episode. Um, six hours each day. Oof, it was brutal. But it was amazing. It was grace-filled. Those kids are just so full of life and energy. But, yeah. So, St. Lawrence teaches us how to be youthful. Another thing is he had a love for the poor. You know, and and actually I'll use today's, or Wednesday's saint, today's saint. It's August 11th right now when I'm recording this. St. Clair. You know, St. Lawrence, he had a love for the poor. But St. Clair, she had a great love for the poor. She loved poverty. St. Clair was uh, a follower of St. Francis. She founded the, the Poor Clares um, and, you know, gave her life to, to live in, you know, live in a disciplined, disciplined life, seeking holiness, pursuing poverty. St. Lawrence, he loved the poor, and, and St. Clair, she teaches us about poverty. Now, what does poverty mean? Like, you know, obviously... Or not obviously, but like likely in our world, like we, we think immediately of like a material poverty, like poorness. We think of being poor, not having stuff, living in a broken down house with nothing around you and, and old clothes. Poverty is more than that. Now, poverty isn't like being poor. Poverty is not being a slave to material things. That's a pretty loaded statement. Poverty is not being a slave to material things. So what material things are in your possession that own you, that you don't own, but they own you? A phone? A car? A house? A job? An identity? What are things that possess you? The ultimate thing that should possess you is is God and God alone. God and God alone. Not even your spouse should possess you. Not even a parent. They should always do what they're doing for the glory of God and to draw the, the, the person closer. So a spouse, their main job is to get their, their spouse to heaven. Poverty is about being free from material slavery. Slavery to material things. That's what St. Clair teaches us. That's what St. Lawrence lived, this poverty. St. Clair, she was born in around 1193, 1192, and she died in 1253. So not too old, 60 years old or so. In Assisi is where she lived, Assisi, Italy. Um, but a love for poor. She, she pursued discipline. Like, How can your life be more disciplined? What are the things in your life that control you? Holiness. Do you, what things in your life do you worship? In other, th- in other words, what things in life take most of your time? Yeah, that's, that's a way of understanding what worship is. Worship is, is recognizing what, what you hold of highest worth. That's a, that, that word comes from that. The old English word for worship is worthship. What is of you know, greatest worth to you? What is, your, what is the things that are most worthy in your life? Those things that consume your time. That, that, that reveals what's most worthy or what you find most worthy in your life. So, so what are those things? You know, what, what is uh, your holiness? So like, like what, what, what do you find most worthy? What consumes your time? Those are the things that you ultimately end up worshiping. So discipline. How, how can you be more disciplined? How are you a slave to, to routines? Whatever it may be, you know how, how to how how to 
how can you get more discipline in your life? How can you seek more holiness? Right? So how can you put more priority on God? And then finally, poverty. Like That's the third thing that St. Clair teaches us, and to bring it back to St. Lawrence, poverty. Simplicity. Poverty is the things that distract us, that take our freedom, the things that possess us and consume us. So poverty is, is that gives us a clear mind and, and clear, clear sight. Where we can see what we need to see, right? When and how we need to see it. <laughs> um, this this evening at mass, it's um, the the first reading was uh, um, from Deuteronomy, and uh, it said that you know this is from Deuteronomy chapter thirty four. Talks about the death of Moses. And it says, this, this was the line, it says, Moses was, 100, Moses was 120 years old when he died, yet his eyes were undimmed and his vigor unabated. His eyes were undimmed and his vigor unabated. He was 120 years old when he died, had good sight, and he had all his vigor, all of his strength. Now you and I were 20, 30, 50, and we're worn out. We got bad eyes. So what are they talking about? Physical physical vision and physical strength? Well, yeah, that's part of it. He had good eyes and physical strength until he died. But Moses is a father of faith. So he could focus on the main thing and live a life of great faith. That's what it means to have undimmed vision and to live vigor. <laughs> right? To, 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 to live a vigorous life. Moses was 120 years old when he died. Good Lord, that's old. Yet his eyes were undimmed and his vigor unabated. Now we get tired. We may have bad eyes physically. But nothing can take away our faith. Nothing can take away our love and our hunger for God. That's our vigor. How is your vigor, how is your drive, your energy, how is your faith worn out? How? How can you renew that? How can you ask God for a new outpouring of the Spirit to have renewed faith, greater vigor? Huh? You may have bad eyes. I got astigmatism, and uh, but you, you may have bad eyes. But how can you see more clearly? See truth. I'm talking about with your eyeballs, like seeing a red light or a green light or a stop sign or a sunrise or sunset. I'm talking about. Seeing truth in the deeper sense. Whenever you're with somebody and, and they're creating division, how can you see through that and know that the person is just, they're creating division? Or how can you see into somebody's soul whenever they're talking to you and talking about their struggles in life, but ultimately they don't, it's not a matter of them struggling with something, they just want somebody to love them. How can you see through that? How can you pray to have undimmed vision and unabated vigor how can you pray to god that you see clearly and that you have a great faith poverty is a is a way you can do that getting rid of the crap that distracts you from from god the things that take away your sight and wear you out what are those things in your life there's something hell i could think of a list of probably multiple things in my life that consume me, 
that are almost gods in my life because I just give it so much time and energy and, and put so much into it. When it should be God and God alone. Why do we do that? Poverty. Poverty helps us. We're afraid of being poor, right? Because then we're not going to have all the things we need. We're not going to be powerful. People are going to think that we're nobodies. Good. Good. It doesn't matter what they think. God is the only one you got to please. The Lord is the only one you have to please. You don't have to please them. You don't wake up every day to please other people. Well, maybe you do. I do sometimes. I hate doing it, but I still do it. Ultimately, it's, it's, it's the Lord and the Lord alone that we're called to please. So St. Lawrence, point number two. First of all, he was a youthful guy. He teaches us how to be joyful and free and open and courageous and you know, let the stuff go. He, he had a great love for poverty. And today we celebrated the Feast of St. Clair, who also was a lover of poverty. They teach us how to get rid of the things that, that consume us, get rid of the things that that take our attention away from God, the things that uh, distort our view of reality, the things that prevent us from being free. Poverty in the world, in the in the eyes of the world, is a curse. Poverty in the eyes of God is a great blessing because poverty it means not being a slave to material things. But I would take it a, a step further. I would say it, it would also include not being a slave to mental or emotional, psychological things as well. Many of us have like wounds. We got memories. We got our past. We got our our vices. We've got our addictions. We got all this stuff we fight with, this stuff we wrestle with. And we don't want to let it go. We don't want to let it go. As perverted as that is, as crazy as that is, it's a huge perversion of, of, of our desire for truth and goodness and beauty and God. Right? Whenever we want these material things more than we want order and structure in our life. Right? So what are some emotional, psychological, spiritual things that you have in your own life that, that you don't want to let go? That's where you can have poverty as well. Give it to God. Give that stuff to God. Youthfulness. Love for the poor. And then finally, the last thing that St. Lawrence teaches us is the courage that he had before his torturers. Now, as I mentioned earlier, he died in the year 258. And Christianity was, was bad juju in those days, right? Because it was this new religion, and they were afraid of him. So up until, what, 313, the Edict of Constantine? Or Edict of Milan? Uh, the, um, they... Before Christianity was legalized, if you were a Christian, bye-bye, sucker. Adios. They would kill you. And that's what he did to St. Lawrence, 258. That's when he died, August 10th, 2000, or two, <laughs> 2000, uh, two, 258. I don't know if it was August 10th. That's when his feast day is, but I don't know if that's the actual day he died. But it was definitely year 258. So he, he died. They actually threw him on a grill. That sucks. <laughs> Had a big fire, and they put a big metal grate over it, and they th- tied that sucker up and threw him on there. <laughs> now, something interesting and even funny like about this is that it, there's, there's tradition that says as they threw him on the fire and they had him on that grill and they were cooking him, it got to one point whenever he, 
he, he never stopped praising God. But it got to one point when he said, turn me over, I'm done on this side. <laughs> Ain't that awesome? They, co- they cooked his ass. They threw him on the grill, on a fire. And he, he, he had the grace in that moment to say, turn me over, I'm done on this side. That chap there high, that had to have infuriated them because they were trying to cause him pain and suffering and torture through torture, but he had courage in front of him. He wasn't afraid. He didn't buckle. He didn't back down. Turn me over. I'm done on this side. Now listen, you and me, we're going to be grilled for our faith. Now, very likely, we're not going to be put on put on a, a fire, literally, and be grilled alive because we're Christians. But you and I are going to be challenged because of what we believed. People are going to grill us, but maybe people already grill you every day. Questions here, criticism that, ridicule this, you know, critique that. Everything, everything you know, against the church that you want to think of, against God you want to, you want to mention. People grill us every day. How can you say, turn me over, I'm done on this side? Huh? How can you stand there whenever your people are torturing you, just like they torture St. Lawrence, and, and stand there? Huh? St. Lawrence, he never let him see him sweat. There's a song by Nelly, the rapper. It's called Never Let Him See You Sweat. And I love that line. Like sharks, they 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 smell blood. Can you smell underwater? Taste blood? They gill blood? Is it in their gills? Where does a shark taste? Do they have a tongue? Sorry, that was a distraction. So like sharks smell blood in the water, see blood or hear it or taste it, whatever. I don't know. And they go, they consume. Um, other 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 prey, if if like lions and you know cheetahs stuff like that, these big preys that chase down their animal. Oh man, coyotes and wolves. Oh, if they know you're afraid, bye, bye, sucker. It's over. If they know you're afraid, you're done. You're done, and they will pounce on you, hyenas. Chasing a wild wildebeest, wild wildebeest, wildebeest, wildebeest or wildebeest? What is it? Wildebeest. Oh, once once I get it afraid, it's over. Turn me over. I'm down on this side. Never let them see you sweat. That requires discipline, structure. It requires God's grace, right? There's going to be times when, 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 when you're pushed and inside you may be dying. There's, as a priest, this happens to me all the time. All the time I hear stuff or I'll see something or people will share something with me and I'll be thinking, holy mackerels, good Lord. But I can't say that. I got to have my stuff together. Never let them see you sweat. Never let them see you sweat. Turn me over. I'm done on this side. Man, St. Lawrence, I got a new love for him. He's just a really cool dude. 
He's buried in Rome, actually. I went to his tomb a bunch of times when I was there because he's in the same tomb as St. Stephen, my patron saint. <laughs> um, and uh, it's, uh, that's a really cool tradition there. St. Stephen was kept in a different place, his remains, because, of course, he's an act to the apostles. He's, it was, you know, 60, you know, who knows, 40, 40 or 50 A.D., whenever Stephen was died, I don't know. Those Acts of the Apostles early on, so maybe in the early 30s. Um, definitely, if you, you know, soon after Christ died, St. Stephen was martyred. What is that, Acts um, 7 or 8? Something like that, Acts 7 or 8, the, the, the martyrdom of St. Stephen. So he was he was buried in a different place. There's a the church of St. Lawrence, San, Lore, San Lorenzo Fuori la Mora. It's St. Lawrence outside the wall in Rome. And uh, that's where St. Lawrence was buried. And there's a tradition that whenever they brought St. Stephen's remains out there to put in the tomb, that they opened up the tomb and that the bones rolled over. For Lawrence's bones rolled over to make room for, for St. Stephen. That's pretty cool stuff, huh? You know, folklore, who knows? I don't know. Maybe real, maybe. I don't know. I wasn't there. But if you know some cool stuff, I mean, 2,000 years of of church history and we're still kicking you know that in itself says something after all the crap we've been through and all the stuff we're going through now that the church still stands that in itself says something that in itself says something that we're somehow we're sticking together we're keeping you know the boat ain't sunk yet God's grace is what that is. It's what Christ desires, that this church stay afloat. And we've been through some rocky seas. Jeez. But God is with us, and that is awesome. St. Lawrence. It's Wednesday night, August 11th, uh, the Feast of St. Clair. And um, I'm just sharing this little reflection on St. Lawrence, a little bit about St. Clair as well, but youthfulness, his love for the poor, his courage before torturers. How can you be more free and more joyful, more open? How can you, you know, pray to God for, for a reinvigorated youthfulness? How can you embrace poverty, get rid of the crap that distracts you from God and takes you away from God? How can you be courageous before your torturers? Don't let them see a sweat. Turn me over. I'm done on this side. You know what? I'm done here too. So <laughs> God bless y'all. Aji quote Ajis. Do what you're doing. Enjoy life. God bless you.